Hey folks, before we get started, I wanted to tell you about the Consumer VC Summit. The Consumer VC Summit is a three-day virtual event that is focused on e-commerce, retail, and innovation. This is all happening February 23rd through 25th, 2021. Mark Nathan and I have really poured our souls into it. During the day is a mix of talks and panel discussions with some incredible founders and investors that focus on these sectors. In the evenings, we're going to be throwing networking events, and if you're a founder, you'll also have access to mentoring sessions, which means you'll meet three investors or industry professionals for feedback about your business. All of our talks and panels will also be available for replay with a ticket. Please check out summit.theconsumervc.com and enter ConsumerVC for a 20% discount. This is also located in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to The Consumer VC. I am your host, Mike Gelb, and on this show, we talk about the world of venture capital and consumer-facing startups. Over the holidays, we're going to be releasing highlights from past episodes from this year, every morning of Hanukkah, and each day during the 12 days of Christmas. Today, I'm excited to share highlights from my episode with Coulter Lewis, who is the CEO of Sunday. Sunday provides nutrient and soil health plans for garden and lawn care. Without further ado, here's Coulter. You worked at IDEO, award-winning, famous design firm. Talk to me about like the impact that design and IDEO had you when you approached entrepreneurship or just business in general. Uh, it's just such a fantastic experience to be able to work there. And uh, the people and the ideas that come out of IDEO are just incredible. So it was, it was a formative time for me. And I think, you know, my approach to, to IDEO when I, when I got there was like, I'm here to learn. I'm not here to be comfortable. And so I pushed myself really, really hard while I was there to always kind of be going well outside my comfort zone, um, trying new things and really pushing what I thought I was capable of. And I'm really glad I did that. It was hard <laughs> because of that, for sure, um, in, in a challenging time. But just when you're surrounding people like that with so much talent. Um, and really, I, I think one of the things I learned in IDEO that was really fundamental for me is going into it, I had this notion that um, a really good idea carried itself. Uh, and I very quickly learned that you have to surround that idea in storytelling and meaning um, and, and really convey it in a compelling manner in order for it to get anywhere. Um, and that, to be honest, it was alarming at first. I was like, well, that was a great idea. What, what happened? And I, I took drawing classes at night and I worked really, really hard on my ability to, to communicate verbally and present verbally so that I, I could make sure that, that these ideas or these, these futures that I was thinking about could come to reality because I just it's the worst reason to have them die. So I think that was, you know, I took a lot of my experience there, but that was one of the, the most important things. What made you decide leaving Quinn Stacks and founding this, you know, another amazing venture, which is a Sunday? Quinn started off with this idea of changing that one product and innovating on the packaging and things like that. But what it quickly evolved into, and this is really around, my wife has incredible passion for agriculture and food and how it's sourced. And, and I share that too. Um, and so we, we quickly became a business that was truly about ingredients and how they were grown and where they came from. Um, so we spent a lot of time in field with our growers and farmers. My whole family goes to our organic uh, corn growers farm every single year. And like, it just became a big part of our life. And to be honest, like a wonderful part of our life too. I mean, just, just to be exposed to that and, and to see that kind of a, that, 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 um, that balance and, and grace and, and connection with land is it's really beautiful. Um, and so agriculture was this thing that I became more connected to. And that's what got me into Sunday. Um, 
And I think people, a lot of people thought, oh, this is a major 180 you've done here. You've gone from you know, making snacks to help people care for their property. And to me, agriculture was the connecting link there. And, and if you look at it, so yards at 40 million acres, our, our third largest crop in the U.S. is tied with wheat. Um, it's 10 times more land than all the organic farms combined. So you really can't care about all of the environmental and human health issues related to agriculture and not think about this piece of it. It's a huge piece of it. Um, and it turns out in many ways, this, this part is in a much worse position today um, than agriculture is as a whole. So there's a lot to fix. It's really fascinating because like I've seen, you know, a, a few documentaries about um, organic farming. I never really pay attention much to um, actual lawns itself. And, and and that makes a lot of sense in terms of the, uh, even though it was shifting from, you know, foods to lawn care, you and your wife really had this passion about agriculture. Yeah. And just a, a few data points on that too, just to just kind of reinforce what you're saying is you know, it, it is your own little piece of land. Like it's a really fundamental thing. I think we've over the past half century have been taught to think about lawns as though it's some kind of carpet that you get chemically cleaned. It's not, it's alive. It's your piece of land. There's living dirt underneath it. And it's your responsibility to care for it respons- uh, you know, in, the, in the right way that doesn't put your family or, or the environment at risk. So there's something really fundamental there. And then when you compare it to agriculture, a managed lawn gets about five times more pesticides per acre than an industrial farm. And I think that's not, you know, for what's, what's fantastic when you're starting a business is that the business, the, the current market is in a position that people don't want. Right. I, I think that if, if people if I were to open up the book and show them all of the stats and facts of what's actually going on in their backyard, I think almost zero people would say I'm OK with that. So there's there's just so much here. Um, and luckily, the consumer is already in the right mindset. What were some of the challenges that you faced early on? It's, it's great to have a really big mission and, and to want to drive a change. Um, if you can't make a product that's desirable and viable, you're dead in the water, right? <laughs> you can have all the good intentions in the world, but if people don't want to buy your product, then then, you, then you've got nothing. So a lot of the early work was like, okay, we, we have this thing we want to impact and change, but how do we make this um, relevant and exciting for people? Uh, in, and not just, you know, kind of the more close millennial crowd, but the entire country. Uh, so we did a lot of time working on the, developing the product, the approach, how we could do direct consumer in a different way. We tested, we spent a year testing with beta testers across the US uh, and getting you know, video feedback and all of those same kinds of methods just to get really, really granular with um, how people were not only like uh, tactically interacting with the product and how things were actually working, but how they perceived results. What, you know, what, what emotional response were we getting from them through the experience and those kind of um, those, those more, more important kind of uh, uh, more personal elements to it. So we spent a year um, digging into that. That's awesome. And how did you think about customer education? Well, it's, it's interesting. We, we kind of have a different tactic there. Um, at, you know, at, at Quinn Snacks, it was, we had this kind of really fundamental learning I had anyway. When you're sitting in a Whole Foods, Whole Foods or, or a grocery store of any kind, and you're handing out um, samples of your products and people walking by and trying and choosing to buy or not, that's a really visceral moment as an entrepreneur especially when like the ability to pay your rent is dependent on this working, you know, like there's no safety blanket. This is very serious stuff. Um, and I, th- I think it, it gets pounded into you really, really quickly that if, if it doesn't taste good, if it's not meeting people where they are now and their needs they have today, it doesn't matter how great your supply chain is and how, how important your mission is. Um, so I'm kind of going back to that again, but I, I just think that's, that's something I've learned um, very, very much firsthand and, and learned the hard way a lot of times. And so when we were going to that first year of developing the product, it really wasn't about like, how can we convince people that their backyard is so bad? It was more about how can we make a product and experience that's so much better that that sells itself. Uh, oh, and by the way, it's, it's going to not have any of, those, any of those pesticides in it. 
Um, but most importantly, it works awesome. It's easy to use. You're going to feel great doing it. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how we actually ended up prioritizing our, our messaging. What's one piece of advice that you have for founders? Um, I think this kind of relates to the, you asked also like the, a book that was something that was um, personally inspiring for me. Um, I actually, I'm just about to finish it, but it's a book called This New Ocean. It's a definitive history of all space travel, right? It's, it's a very geeky book. And I'm originally a mechanical engineer, so I, I love these things. Um, but what's really inspiring to me about this book, and it relates to advice to entrepreneurs, is that it was, you know, the, the mission and the objectives and, and what people were, were trying to do was just so almost unimaginably impossible. Um, and they just did it brick by brick. Um, and they figured it out. And, and, you know, I think in this case, there's a very real force of gravity that's holding you to the earth. But to be an entrepreneur, there's, there's so many internal, emotional and external forces that are trying to make you stay on the path you're on. It's much safer. Um, and, and I think to be able to break free from that and, and, and take this thing that's in your imagination and make it real. And, and, and like building a rocket too, there's really not that much room for major error. <laughs> you're, in, you're in trouble if, if, the, uh, if things go, go, go south fast. Um, I, I don't know. There, there's just some, some, um, some bravery that it takes to do that. I think being an entrepreneur requires some that too. And it's just really it's challenging. Um, so I guess my advice, um, I, I sometimes um, say that it isn't, I, I know it's really popular to have kind of a rah, rah, go out and do this mentality. Um, but I, I will say like when people come onto my team that are more part of senior team. What I tell them is that we're going to have a moment where the smartest thing to do is quit. Um, and we're not going to quit. And we're going to keep going. And that's, that's what this is going to feel like at one point, I promise. So like, this is really, really hard. Um, and, and if you're going to do it, I think you should be buckled up for that to be able to push through those moments. Um, and so that's, that's my, my advice to, to, to try to understand um, the gravity of what you're, what you're starting. Um, and, and so much of getting to the other side of this thing and being successful is about your ability to, to endure and push through. Um, the challenging times. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a that's a great piece of advice. And there you have it. If you enjoyed this, I highly recommend checking out Coulter Lewis's full episode.